0: Let's come back together, find our seats. I did say it would be a shorter time. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> oh, I, I love to see us greeting each other and fellowshipping and encouraging each other. Today we end our series in the book of James called 24-7 Real Faith in Real Life. And I'm sort of sad we're leaving James. It has been impactful on me as I've studied each week and just let God's Word affect and encourage and convict. Um, God's Word is powerful in amazing ways, isn't it? It's okay to say amen every night. Yeah, it's good. So one of our traditions at Village is because we want to be dedicated to God's Word, we end each of our series as we go through a book of the Bible with a reading service where we just read that book in, in its entirety. And we read it straight through. And that, that's been a little more challenging in books like Luke. In books like, in books like James, we can do this. and, and it's, um, What's nice is we're going to also get an opportunity to respond to it a little bit. And to, to share, have some of you share, okay, what did God teach you or what was one of your favorite verses or, or an encouraging verse? You know, why do we do this? Sometimes I get asked that Why do we take a whole Sunday just to read God's Word? And my answer is, because it's God's Word. (laughs) Because God's Word is powerful. You know, and and a couple things that I remind us of each time we have a reading service. Scripture actually instructs us to publicly read God's Word. And so this isn't just an idea we've made up, but Scripture says, do this. Paul to to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.13, he says, until I come... Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. And we see a combination of things there. And sometimes we think of church as exhortation and teaching, but there is power village in just reading God's Word and letting it flow over us, letting us see the bigger picture. God's Word is active, it is living, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And so we want to do that. Also reading through a book, especially a book like James, where we've taken three months and we've gone maybe four, five, six verses at a time, every now and then one verse that you think you're going to get out early. Um, sometimes it's good to take a step backwards and say, what's the big picture? What is James trying to say? Because we know that James was probably written as a sermon to be heard at one time. And, and that doesn't mean we shouldn't break it apart, absolutely. But we want to this morning say, okay, what was the sermon? What was the message here? And we want to see that bigger flow. Or you can read along. Open up your Bible, open up your app. We have the event up in U version if you want to follow along in U version. Somehow, make sure you're focusing on God's Word. You know, maybe you want to write down some verses or write down a thought that the Holy Spirit puts on your heart as you're hearing God's Word. Oh, that verse. Because you may hear, so even though we've studied it, you may hear a verse this morning, like, wow, I did, that didn't hit me before, but now it does. I also invite you to listen for themes. And we'll, we'll review those themes in just a moment before the readers start. James is one of those books that has a lot of themes and he sort of circulates through them and keeps hitting it over and over and they're meshed together because it's really all one thought of how do we live our faith? How do we actually put feet to our faith? But he, he hits all these different practical areas and so listen for those themes and, and let God work in those themes. Today, We're hoping to get a few minutes to respond, like I said as well. So be prepared to respond. I'm warning you now so you can be thinking about it. But as we read through it, are there a couple of verses or a verse that speaks to you? Then afterwards, I'll, I'll, I'll open it up and you'll get a chance to read that verse and share in just a few sentences, okay, this is why that means something to me, especially since James has such a focus on community. And we've just talked about praying for each other and lifting each other up and holding each other accountable. And, and so to to be able to do that together as a body and share some of those things just fits James so perfectly. If we remember the book of James written by the half-brother of Jesus who was skeptical of Jesus while he was here and then converted and just saturated himself with, with the, the teachings of Christ and he's writing to, to Jewish Christians that are spread out, that are under persecution. But he's really writing to all Christians. And the main theme, like I said, the main theme is how does real faith, genuine faith, impact our thoughts and actions in every part of life? Because genuine faith will affect our thoughts and actions in every part of life. You know, yesterday we celebrated Matt and Booty's wedding. And we did a celebration in, in a, of their marriage that happened a couple months ago. But one of the things in their vows is you have things like love and cherish. And love is the choice, but cherish is this action you do things. And, and I have, I have never met a a newlywed couple that I have to say, you know what, you have to actually show love. You, you can't just say it. And, and yesterday you could just see them loving each other and that. And, And, and we know that if they just stood up there, up here and said, I commit to loving you, and if they never showed it, they're lying. Right? Because true love actually affects actions. It's the same thing with James. True faith affects actions. And if it doesn't, we're lying. Because true faith will always affect all of our life. And so James, his challenge is to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Thus deceiving yourselves. And so we're going to look at that. And on the the first page of your notes, I have a variety of questions there. or, Or people James are written to, rather. And, and I just want to read that. And there's check boxes there. And to start and prepare ourselves to hear God's Word, I'd like you to just check the boxes of some that apply to you. Because these are all people that James is writing to and issues that James hits, sometimes several times in the book. He talks to those that are letting themselves doubt and be discouraged from trials. Maybe you're looking at trials in life right now and that's where you need to put a checkbox. So you can check more than one. He talks to people who are struggling to believe that God is good. He's talking to people who are struggling to believe that God, believe in God at all, and that He's working to have faith in God. To those struggling with prejudice, who are showing favoritism, who, who haven't quite gotten that all believers are in the image, all people are in the image of God, and all believers are equal at the foot of the cross. He talks to those that are struggling with prioritizing money and stuff. Over loving God. That's a big one, guys. We, we can get so caught up in careers and money and things that we forget that life is really about loving and serving God. That's all that really matters. He's talking to people that, to those that have trouble with what they say, with their tongues and keep saying hurtful things. To those that are causing dissension and quarrels around them. Or maybe, maybe we think, oh, I'm never the, the cause. They just surround me. Still check that one. That one's, that one's for us. He talks to those that are no different from the world, have a friendship with the world, really don't see a difference in their lives from any, anyone else. To those that are struggling to wait on the Lord. And then the last few weeks we've seen he talks to those that are struggling to pray fervently and trust and in faith. And so check one or more of those. Where, where are you this morning? What does the Holy Spirit want to touch your heart with as we read God's Word? Because the themes really correspond with that. And, and throughout James, we've seen these themes. The first one is resting in the character of God. These are on the other side of your notes. And this is the foundation. The character of God is the foundation of living for Him. And we've talked about His goodness and His faithfulness and His power and His ability to answer prayer. We've we've talked about His sovereignty. Hear that this morning as we read His word. James talks about trusting God and choosing joy in trials, temptations, and suffering. An amazing message that I had no idea when we started James how real that would be. He talks about gaining godly wisdom and good sources and bad sources and where are we seeking for wisdom? Where do we seek to to deal with how to live this life? He talks about building healthy family and community in the church over and over. Brothers, sisters, And he talks about the the relationships in the church. He does talk about avoiding partiality and prejudice. He talks about harnessing the power of the tongue to build up rather than destroy. And we want to listen to those. That's a whole section that he hits from different angles. James challenges us to live wholeheartedly for God, to wholehearted godliness rather than worldliness. To live a life of humility rather than pride. To conquer the idol of planning and control in our lives because that's just an illusion. And God is sovereign. He talks about money our pocketbooks and that meddles a little bit. Having it and not having it. The conflict between people over it and how either way it's to be given to God. And he talks about prioritizing powerful prayer. These are just some of the themes. And yeah, it's a long list, but he weaves them all together because he's painting a picture of real faith that works, of what real faith looks like in our lives. And so as we read God's Word, it's powerful, let it convict and let it refresh. And before our readers come up, I just want to pray together and pray that the Holy Spirit will work and will challenge us this morning through the reading of His Word. Let's bow our heads. Lord God, You have given us the most incredible gift in your word. Your very words to encourage, to show us how to live, to show us how to walk with you. Lord, I pray that this little book would challenge us today and encourage us. That it would point us to you, to our trust in you, to our
1: faith in you, God. Use your word as we hear it. In your name, amen. James chapter 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in the dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world.
2: My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of the glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourself and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom by which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you are called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are being judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment.
3: What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead.
4: Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if any does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large, and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire! The tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staying the whole body, setting a fire the entire course of life, and set Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By this good conduct let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. If you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth."
5: And your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow... We will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin.
6: Come now, you rich. and the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains? And you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick?
0: As I mentioned, we, want, we have a little bit more time this morning, so we want to spend some time interacting with His Word a little bit. And um, so just right where you're at, as, as I call on you, would you be willing to share maybe a favorite verse, or a verse that has impacted you out of James, or a thought that has impacted you out of James? And let's, t- let's keep our discussion to James and, and to that, um, that book. But how has the Holy Spirit worked through the book of James? Who would like to go first? Someone to break the ice. John, mercy triumphs over judgment. That's why we sang the song as mercy is more last week. Phil, you had your hand up? Yeah. Or, or should, I, should I wait and come back? No,
7: <laughs> Alan, that's okay. I think um, in five, chapter 19, I mean, 5, verse 19, um, just especially... Uh, It says, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul uh, from death and will cover a multitude of sins. And I think that opened my eyes, your sermon, um, to how important it is to go after the one. You know, leave the 99, go after the one. And God's always been about, you know... um, breaking through the gates of hell to reach out to the one that's lost and sometimes in my own heart i'm i want to to say well they've chosen their path they're going their way um i can't do anything to help out but to go out of my way and to reach out and not let somebody who's kind of languishing or feel like they're not worthy um i want to be the one to reach out to them
0: yeah amen amen Thank you, Joey.
7: going back to number uh,
4: chapter two, uh, verse ten, where it talks about um, you see you don't commit adultery, but you and it says do, don't commit adultery and don't murder. So you don't do it. You don't commit adultery, but you do murder. You're guilty of it all. And so I feel like sometimes oh, going back over it this morning, uh, audio the audio plane that we write off like sins that we have because we're, we're like, Oh, well it's not that bad.
0: It's not the bad ones. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah. But we're guilty of it all. Like God says, you know, we're supposed to use the law as a mirror to
0: check ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. And that comes back to the mercy. He was talking about, um, where it says, you know, you you say you don't commit adultery, but you do commit murder in other ways, that if you're guilty of one part of the law, you're guilty of it all. We can't pick and choose which part we keep and somehow think we're righteous. But um, in the end, God's mercy covers it all. Savannah? Yeah, amen. I love that reminder of God's character, that he is a good father, wants to give us good gifts, as any of us as parents do. She was um, talking through James 1, where it says that every good gift is from above, from the Father of lights, and reminding us that God wants to give us good things and to enjoy, the, enjoy them when he does. I'll try to rephrase things. Uh, we, could, we could hand a mic around, if, if that would be. And suddenly, no one wants to share. <laughs> Let me get Troy and then Janine. <laughs> uh, in ver- chapter three, verse twelve, who is wise and understanding among you who he should show his works by good conduct and wisdom's gentleness and let's face it uh you know with the background we have, we know a lot of people that really know the Bible pretty well, and yet sometimes their conduct and how they treat some people is less than stellar and uh, we see that even more so nowadays and you know with social media and so forth because even there's a lot of times I will hear or read what somebody's writing, and I don't want to back them up because they're being such a jerk yeah. towards people that they disagree with. Yeah, amen. That with gentleness there, he had the nerve to add. Janine.
8: All right. So I know that um, one of the most recognizable verses is in chapter one Count it, I'll join my brethren when you encounter various trials. Um, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and steadfastness um, that, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And um, this, this verse has always been very valuable to me in my life for a long time. And it's um, one that I've tried to live by, not successfully sometimes, um, but, but it's always been on my heart. And um, it comes out in the things that I write and I talk about. Um, it was really interesting, though, to read this verse. And it's not like I haven't read the whole book of James many times, but to study it in light of the whole book. And, and if you think about the beginning and the end of the book and how we should count it all joy when encounter various trials, and then at the end of the book how we should pray for one another. Because we all do encounter trials and struggles of various kinds. And God wants us to be able to experience joy even in the midst of it. We do that through prayer and through the encouragement of others. And so it just comes full circle when you think of it that way. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing. It all ties back to trusting God and that real faith in real life. One or two more. Joe.
9: Uh, in chapter 1, starting in verse in verse 19. Know this, my brothers, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. <clears throat> I, uh, I uh, often have to rely on this <laughs> um, when I'm I don't agree with someone or take a different perspective uh, to be uh, slow, slow to speak and uh, quick to listen. Um, and you know when we say listen, a lot of us don't listen. You say something that I don't agree with and I'm automatically in my mind um, formulating arguments against you and I'm not listening. And then uh, further on in James, we talked in my Sunday school class about the tongue and how a, a large ship is turned by a small rudder and how our what we
0: say can really hurt uh, people. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's a powerful verse in our relationship. Quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to be angry. And back to what uh, you and Troy sort of go together. We could just put that verse as a banner at the top of Facebook. We'd be good. Um, (laughs) And um, that would be amazing. Um, Worship team, let's just stand together and end our time of reading God's word, reflecting on James, as well as hearing a lot of what God's doing in our church family. Let's end this time with praise and respond to God in worship. We give our morning to you, the reading of your word. May it dive deep into our hearts and convict us. Lord, we sing it as well because we trust You, because we have real faith in You, because You are sovereign, Lord. And with all of these topics in James, you're, You're really helping us live life in this fallen world and live a life that's pleasing to You in this fallen world. And so, Lord, it is well with our souls. We are glad that we can trust You in prayer. It is sweet to trust You, God. Thank You for Your Word and Your name.